Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today I want to continue our week-long discussion of softness and how to embed softness in different areas of your life. I want to revisit love today. Now, I've done episodes before about partnership and how to opt out of struggle love. But I want to revisit it today under this kind of lens and with this theme of opting into softness and re-examine love. Looking at our love lives can be difficult, painful, funny. It might make us smile thinking about past partnerships. We get a whole bunch of feelings that come up with our love life. And I want us to explore those feelings and think about ways to change some of our routines and our behaviors so that we are attracting soft love in our lives. We're going to primarily focus on romantic partnership, but I also am going to talk a little bit about about platonic and familial love because I do think that those are so important. And I really do feel like the key to having a happy romantic love life is having a balanced and healthy platonic love life and familial love life with your family and your friends, that it is a predictor, even in studies that show that people who have better childhoods have better love lives. People who have really great friendships have better love lives. So I want to talk about all three of those, but I particularly want to talk about today how to get rid of this notion that struggle love is the best kind of love. I know that coming up, I really thought struggle love was the best kind of love. I really thought having to work for something or more importantly for someone made it all the sweeter when you got them. And it wasn't until many years later and probably now on a daily basis, I'm learning as I unlearn harshness and fierceness and trying to be perfect. I have to then alternatively learn that real love, the kind of love that fills you up, that makes you feel soft, isn't something you have to overcome 55 obstacles to do and circumstances that are less than ideal and more about the gentle knowing you get when you're with a partner who makes you feel safe secure, and wanted. A couple weeks back, I had an episode of the podcast where I talked about opting out of overcoming. That so many of us live our lives jumping over one hurdle (laughs) to the next hurdle to the next hurdle. And we're constantly in a state of overcoming. And so much of the podcast and the concept of opting out is about letting go of that, getting off of the track, that has you jumping hurdles all day long because it's exhausting and it's not our true legacy. And in that episode, I talked about a powerful question that a friend of mine had said, which was that she learned in a program she participated in where they asked her, what would your life be like if you didn't have to overcome anything? 
And I rephrased it and said, what would your life be like if it didn't have any of the challenges you think about daily? If it was challenge-free, what would your life be like? I want to revisit those questions when it comes to our love lives, because I feel like there are many areas where we understand that obstacles and overcoming isn't healthy, isn't great, could be different. It could be different for us in different areas of our lives, but our love life might be the last place where we expect softness and being struggle-free. And there's a million reasons for this. I will say across the globe, sexism and the patriarchy is real and it is a universal phenomenon. When you look at all of the greatest love stories, they all have a notion or some element of overcoming, right? It might be, oh, it's two people who are with different partners at the time, or it's a partner who really cares about the the girl or the woman, right? But cannot emotionally say it. So there's a lot of overcoming. There is partnering with people who aren't great and then the overcoming that happens when you leave them. There's a lot of these like recurrent themes about particularly in heterosexual love stories, like fixing up a man, uh, taking less than you probably deserve, fighting for someone who's with another person. These are the kinds of love stories we grow up on. I think about some of my favorite romantic comedies and it just wouldn't be dramatic or as good of a payoff at the end if there wasn't some hurdle for these couples to get over to finally be together. But I will say that while it feels amazing in a 90-minute movie, that kind of love is exhausting in real life. The payoff is much longer to come, if it comes at all, and you just feel dragged down and wore out by the time you get to an ending, and I'm not sure that you feel you've arrived at your happy one. Now, that's in like the general world at large, but I think about the Black community, our community, and the messages that we've gotten that are even more unhealthy, where our love stories tend to have a lot more obstacles and a lot less of a payoff. That love is earned at the end of what is usually a traumatic struggle it's not quite a full happy ending. Like there's always some kind of sadness hanging over it all. I think there's been a shift in modern times now to display more examples of healthy Black love, but we have had a lot of traumatic love stories and it plays out in the way that we may love and date right now. And let me give you some examples. I think about popular couples, for example, that we revere as Black folks. People that we think, yeah, I'm excited to see these couples. But oftentimes, if we're being honest with ourselves, and again, it's just you and me talking, (laughs) we are not telling the world all this. But if we're being very honest with ourselves, when we look at these individuals, 
do we really think that theirs is a love that we strive for? Is it a love that feels like softness? Or is it love that feels like struggle and feels like a battle? Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. Do you find yourself saying they're great, but, and then you're listing out some pretty significant red flags about a potential partner? Do we find ourselves cheering on ourselves, our friends, our family members, when they have put a partner in their place for some disrespect that is occurring? If that is how we frame love in our lives as a series of obstacles to overcome, There is no room for softness. And here's the thing that you don't hear enough and I don't hear enough. As a Black woman, you deserve only the softest and most beautifulest forms of love in your life. You don't deserve screaming fights or emotional withholding. You deserve words of affirmation. You deserve to be told you're beautiful. You deserve to be told that being with you is a gift. You don't deserve to struggle to fit yourself in someone's life who hasn't done the work to be able to provide you any sense of safety and security. Soft love is safe love. And you deserve that. And so when you are looking at partnering with someone romantically, you need to ask, does this person make me feel safe? Does this person make you feel soft? You cannot have safety or softness with a person who has huge amounts of growing and work to do. You just can't. We have moved past the struggle. We've opted out. If you've joined the movement to opt out, then you understand that the only love you can tolerate now is soft and safe love. Now, I will be clear with you. I'm always transparent. That was not always my MO with the people I wanted in my life. I loved emotionally unavailable men. And I could tell you the reasons why that happened. And maybe we can go into that in another episode. I can tell you that never used to be my MO. I was attracted to emotionally unavailable men. I always would tell people, I know how much a man cares about me by how little he gives me. But I know underneath all that is so many emotions. Or I was attracted to men whose words did not match their actions. They may say I'm great, but then I don't feel great when I'm with them and they don't treat me well. And more importantly, I rarely went for partners that made me feel safe. And part of the reason why that was 
is because I didn't believe that there were men or partners out there who could make me feel safe and who could treat me with softness. I had learned at a very early age, both culturally and just in my personal life experiences, that partnership is often harsh. It's cold at times. It's filled with, on the other hand, maybe it is passionate, but it's the kind of passion that comes from fighting and forcing and disagreements. It's the kind that keeps your nervous system dysregulated. That's for sure. I never opened myself up to the possibility of soft love. And now that I'm on the other side of that, I can't imagine a world without it. I cannot imagine allowing myself to get into partnership with someone who doesn't respect me, doesn't try to keep me safe, and doesn't provide softness in my life. Whether it's in their touch, their words, or their actions. I don't want to have the passionate fight that ends up in some kind of sexy or romantic makeup and reconciliation. I want a love that makes me feel like I can be my truest self and that I will be accepted for who that is and that I will be loved so softly that I can finally take a deep breath and let it go. And you deserve that too. We have to let go of struggle love as our inheritance. And we have to let go of it in our behaviors, but also in our mind. I try my best now to listen to music and to watch shows and to surround myself with people who have soft lives and soft love. Now, soft love don't mean perfect love, but it means that I want to be around people where when I see their partner look at them, I know that they love them so much. And it goes beyond a look. It goes into the way they speak to them. They never make jokes at their expense that are cruel. They remember the things that they love about them. If they're a flower person, they get them flowers. If they are a jewelry person, they get them jewelry. If they're a person who needs acts of service as a love language, they're the people out there taking care of them and making their lives easy with a cup of coffee in the morning, always having that cup of coffee ready. I surround myself with examples of the type of love I want in my life. And when I do that, I no longer want to entertain partners who cannot provide that. I only want to entertain partnership with someone who is safe and soft. And so my challenge to you is to think about when's the last time you partnered with someone who made you feel safe and soft? And it's okay if that answer is never. And I want you instead to think in the affirmative, to dream in the positive and write down five things that could exist in a relationship that would make you feel that way. If you can't do five, give three, but make that list and think about how you can bring that to a partnership if you're already in one or going to be in one. 
Think about areas of your current partnership where you could try to bring more of that in or address that in the relationship. And think about that the next time you are pursuing partnership. You deserve soft and safe love. It's not a dream. It's not for other people. It's for you and it is part of your legacy as a Black woman. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash burnout. that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't subscribed and follow the podcast, we're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly Give me and the team so much energy, and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Cause I'm giving my peace.